Hello, race fans, and welcome once again to another high-octane episode of Trackside, proudly presented by Document Technologies. Document Technologies provides a comprehensive range of managed solutions, including multifunction devices, managed print services, and document management software. They're also known for their fast service, boasting an average response time of two hours or less, and offer high-quality product multifunction devices alongside document management and cloud hosting software. Stay tuned, racing enthusiasts, because the action starts right now, right here on Trackside. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Terry Turner alongside in uh, Las Vegas Airport, Randy Dye on his way to Las Vegas. Randy, I got to start the show. We got a ton to cover and we got a little bit of sad news, but I got to start the show with I'm extremely sore today. Ask me why. Okay. Why would you be sore today, Terry? Well, from jumping up and down uh, during the truck race with Daniel Dye on the pole and a ninth place finish, buddy, that'll that'll. Uh, I was not there in Atlanta, but I have destroyed another couch. You should, you know, work me some kind of deal with a sponsor so I get you know free couches. <laughs> well, it was exciting. You know, it's interesting because there was a. I was not able to be in Atlanta. For the qualifying run, um, there was a, uh, you, you may have read some stuff about it, but there was a little girl in um, the Port Orange community named Jenna who uh, was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. And um, so they did a, a, a big benefit. They got to give a lot of kudos to Giuseppe's Pizza and uh, the Port Orange uh, group to put this together and uh, so I had I committed to um, being the auctioneer and MC of the event so I didn't I got to watch qualifying on TV um, and then the second round of qualifying actually from Giuseppe's restaurant and uh, you know I don't really feel like I missed anything because it was, it just felt like that's what I was supposed to do and where I was supposed to be. And, um, and it was cool for sure. Um, it's cool to see that on TV. It was cool to go there the next, well, I got into Atlanta about 2 a.m. and then get up and go to the racetrack and watch the 43 truck come out of the garage area and pushed to the front of the line. That was pretty special, for sure. Yeah, that'll go down in the in the books, uh, no doubt about that. And I would imagine that there are a few fans of Daniel Dye and Daniel Dye Racing and Giuseppe's Pizza, which uh, there had to be some big cheers as you watch that on TV. Am I wrong? Well, you know, you're right. We the first part of it I watched actually at the dealership, and uh, you know, he was the 17th truck out. Um, and he went to the top of the board and the whole place, uh, including customers. It was, it was, it was really special. That's why I say I don't feel like I missed anything because the excitement, the enthusiasm for our, our work, our team, and then the customers that were there, it was very exciting. And then, of course, um, as it turned out, he, he qualified third in the first round. Um, and then by the time, they took the break. They got everybody else qualified. Now it's round two, and I got to watch that from uh, from Giuseppe's. With uh, you're right, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, fans and a lot of friends who are like family, and uh, and it was just it was special. It was really special. So once again, definitely don't feel like I missed anything. Yeah, no doubt, and it was a great place to share that, and the great thing that you did. Uh, you pretty much had to do that. So thoughts and prayers to that young lady. And uh, I would say, if I'm not mistaken, this would be Daniel Dye's third top 10 since he started in the truck series. Am I right on that one? Let's see. We had uh, we, we finished sixth at, um, at Talladega last fall. Um, and honestly, I don't know. I think this could be the second one. Um, I, I'm not sure I remember another one. Um, but uh, I'm going to look it back right. up. I was, whatever you it is, right. a ninth place finish with Kyle Busch in the race and all those 
all those drivers and all that, man, like I said, tore up another cat. So big time congratulations and a beautiful paint scheme and ready to go to Las Vegas. Well, I think it was it, it was very exciting, and it was, you know, to finish in the top 10 and to leave Atlanta in the top 10 in the points championship chase is um, is pretty special, too. Um, you know, it's such a huge difference um, year over year, and, um, you know, very excited about it, pumped up about it for sure. And um, But, you know, he, he, the one thing about racing, it, it, it's it's – each one's different. Each one's unique. Each one has its own challenges. And, um, you know, what you did last week may not have anything to do with what you do this week. So we're, we're, uh, new, new, new place. Both those first two races were super speedway races. Now we go to a little more of an intermediate style racetrack and, uh, we'll just see what we got. Well, and uh, before we move on, uh, saying a lot, and as we get into cup, we're going to be talking about this too, but, saying a lot for the reconfiguration at Atlanta Motor Speedway. I mean, I mean, this is this is some of the most exciting races we've seen in a long time in all three series. So kudos to Atlanta Motor Speedway and everything they've done there. Uh, a lot of thrills, and and we're going to talk about ratings and all that as we move forward. But uh, a big time weekend for NASCAR. It was a big weekend for NASCAR. You know, the, I think maybe one of the best things was is that. We didn't have any rain delays, <laughs> you know, so no weather issues. It may be a little chilly, but um, but it certainly um, it was certainly a um, a different experience. Everything was on time, and um, you know, a great facility. I mean, I remember the old Atlanta International—that's what we used to call it, Atlanta International Speedway—and um, uh, you know, the back stretch, the current back stretch was the front stretch. All of the all of the, the grandstands were on the other side of the speedway and the scoring and all of that was on the other side of the speedway. So it's it, the banking is different. I mean, there's so many different things, but, but boy, I'll tell you, you're right. It was some, there was some great racing. Oh, no, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Well, Randy, as we move forward before we get into it, um, I guess maybe in the future we will have a thoughts and prayers section and uh, of course thoughts and prayers for this young lady that you're working with there and that you had a part in that for this past weekend uh but uh, you know bud moore uh, greg moore who worked as team manager in nascar cup series for his father of course bud moore passed away on wednesday uh in south carolina he was 67 uh, had a history of various different health issues but um, again we we would continue to lose icons in, in NASCAR. And of course, Bud Moore certainly was Greg Moore, a big part of that. So again, thoughts and prayers to that family. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate for sure. Um, you know, and, and I think we, you and I would agree that that's no longer, that's not really considered old anymore. And, uh, you know, his dad, uh, Bud Moore was uh, boy, what a, you know, he was, probably, he was one of the more, interesting gentle people that you would meet at the racetrack how also one of the more focused but he was he served in the military i think he was a world war ii veteran so bud moore was more than than just a um just a team owner slash crew chief and greg learned an awful lot from his dad and and um you know it's almost like i mean he was like a he was like a bud moore computer i mean he just and he was really good in his own right. He was good, but he learned everything that his dad was willing to teach him too. So, and his dad was willing to teach him just about everything that he knew. Uh, so it's uh, you're right. I mean, it seems like we get uh, we get too many of these, uh, and we're, we're, we've been on a run, I guess. And uh, so I'm with you. I, I I think we can slow this down a bit, don't you? I'm I'm uh, going to vote uh, yes on that one. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Uh, as we move now, ladies and gentlemen, to our local section of the program. One Daytona, located across from the world's center of racing, is proud to present our local segment, where we talk with a local star in your part of the country, following a big win, event preview, and much more. One Daytona in Daytona Beach is a vibrant destination offering an array of shopping, dining, and entertainment options including unique events and live music suitable for families and individuals alike. 
Well, race fans, the motorcycles are already rolling in from all over the country. Matter of fact, all over the world as we get ready for the 83rd annual Bike Week. That will officially kick off tomorrow. And we've got plenty of motorcycle racing action for you beginning on Saturday. The Daytona Supercross happens at 7 p.m. The Ricky Carmichael Daytona Amateur Supercross marks the 3rd through the 5th. Times to be announced. Daytona Short Track Racing marks the 7th through the 8th at 3 p.m. They start and the Daytona 200, March 7th through the 9th. And another great happening at the Daytona International Speedway, the Motorcycle Marketplace happens March 1st through the 9th, and they'll be open daily 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Moving over to Volusia Speedway Park on Sunday and Monday, the World of Outlaws Bike Week Jamboree happening. And last weekend, Atlanta NASCAR Racing, Daniel Suarez wins the Cup Race on Sunday, Austin Hill the Xfinity Race on Saturday, And Kyle Busch gets his 65th truck win on Friday. NASCAR heads to Las Vegas this weekend with the truck race on Friday at 9 p.m., the Xfinity race on Saturday at 5 p.m., and the cup race on Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Have a safe bike week. Look out for motorcycles. We'll talk to you right here next week. All right, Randy, a couple things to add to that uh, local report. Um, The Formula One guys kick off their 2024 not really local, but it just really needs to go into that. Uh, the the 24, 2024 season kicks off in Formula One in Bahrain uh, with the Bahrain Grand Prix. And I moved this one up, Randy, to the local because I'm, number one, so excited about it. And we, I think you and I would agree that Bubba Pollard uh, is kind of a local personality. He seems to win everything that he uh, runs in a New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, but uh, let me just read this really quick, really quickly here. Champion late model driver Andrew Bubba Pollard will make his NASCAR Xfinity Series debut next month with the support of Ream Manufacturing and JR Motorsports, the team announced today. So he is uh, he's going to be in the race at Richmond on March the 30th, Randy, and he's going to be on Saturday, March 23rd, running at Five Flags, not too far from Daytona, folks, if you can make that. Uh, that'll be in the ARCA race to get himself ready uh, to go to the Xfinity Series. So, I mean, this guy has won so many races and just everything he touches. The, the Earnhardts uh, and Sister Miller, all of them, Rick Hendrick, all of them talking about the greatness of Bubba Pollard and how, they, how excited they are to be able to uh, do something to help him out. Ream. Of course, the same thing, talking about uh, how great he is. So, wow, this this is exciting stuff to see, Randy. And I would just, uh, well, he can't guarantee anything in NASCAR, but I would almost guarantee you that Bubba Pollard will do well at Richmond, and we hope to see him tied with JR Motorsports for a lot more races. This is cool stuff. Well, I think, I mean, Bubba Pollard is, um, as far as the short track racing world goes, is a, I'm not even sure it's limited to short track racing, but he's a, he's a legend. Uh, and you're right. I mean, he doesn't just go race. He goes ra- races and wins. And uh, he's a very tough uh, competitor. Uh, he's also very, very, very smart. And uh, he, he, knows, um, he knows what he can do, and he knows how to do it. And he knows, he's, I've watched him um, run at, at Five Flag Speedway. I've watched him run, um, you know, 10th. Uh, for three quarters of the race. And then with the last quarter of the race, and particularly the last tenth of the race, he's, all, he's challenging for the lead. And the reason for that is he, he's, he's very, very, he understands, how, like at Five Flags, how important tire management is, how the tires fall off, how, what, what's left. You can't abuse them, you can't get them hot. I mean, Bubba is a very, um, He's not a just hammer down racer. He's a, he's a very think, thoughtful, um, racer and, uh, has a game plan and he sticks to it. And, um, you give him good equipment <clears throat> and a little bit of experience. Um, I think the ARCA, te- the ARCA race in the Five Flags is a great idea. Uh, they're not exactly the same, but it's, at least you're getting in the ballpark. He's going to get the experience, the additional weight. That's, uh, that, that, uh, ARCA car is over, uh, a super late model. And the engine that is, um, uh, different for sure. And the way that the, this, this is, there's a lot of differences. And, but I think that Bubba, he'll, he'll adapt really quickly. 
and I love their choice. You know, have, uh, his first Xfinity race being at Richmond, a short track, which he's an expert. Uh, he's an absolute expert. So it'll be fun, I think. It and and uh, you know, this is one of the things you got to appreciate about the Earnhardts, um, and just the they know how popular this is going to be, um, and it's not a publicity stunt. <laughs> it's going to be popular, but he's really, really good. So it'll be fun. To, it'll be fun to watch. See how that plays out. Well, you know, Bubba's thirty-seven years old, which doesn't mean a whole lot uh, uh, as far as his career is concerned. And another really neat thing, again, being tied to JR Motorsports, I can't imagine being a driver and uh, being asked to 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 do this with such a great organization. On top of that, uh, he'll be in the number eighty-eight Reem Chevrolet. So uh, it's got to be got to be a dream come true for Bubba Pollard, Randy. Well, I think so, but but you know what? If I'm Bubba Pollard, and and I and and I, I'm sure he's been asked by several people, um, you know, to drive their car. I, I I would be shocked if that's not the case. But why would you drive anything other than a, a junior motorsports or or similar product? Because he's a. I mean, Bubba is wildly successful. He doesn't need to go just drive a regular Xfinity car to say that he's done it. And that's not the way he's built either, by the way. Um, but, but I, I don't, um, yeah, I mean, if I was him and all these accomplished in the, in his world, in the super late model world and pro late model world all over this country, I, yeah, I would have, I'd be shocked if he took on, um, something other than a top tier team. There's just no reason for him to do it. None. Well, and, you know, we don't know, but uh, you have a good opinion on things and a good eye for, for drivers, et cetera. Uh, I'd be surprised if uh, there's not more Xfinity races for Bob Pollard in the 2024 season in the 88 uh, Ream Chevrolet. Well, I, you know, it's it's a business deal. you got to remember that. This is about business. And uh, I think if it makes financial or business sense, then there's there's a real real good chance that he'll run more races. On the other hand, if it doesn't, and it's not a profitable scenario for everybody, uh, including uh, Bubba and and, and JR Motorsports at minimum, uh, yeah, then 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 maybe not. Um, also, clearly, how successful that that event goes in Richmond is going to be a big deal um, because if he's successful at it. That's how you you garner more financial support to to continue the operation. So yeah, a lot depends on that. I wouldn't put a lot of a lot of stock in what happens at Pensacola in the Arca race. Um, I think that one's just that was just learning whether he has a good race or a bad race. It doesn't matter. It's just him understanding what a what a big heavy car feels like uh, to drive. Uh, you know that many laps. That's that's all. I, I, he may win. It's very possible, but I don't. It doesn't matter if he does or he doesn't. He just needs to get to understand what what that feels like. Well, I guess my last comment on it: it's a good way for me to tear up another couch. So we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, right there. Before we move out of the local, I got to say because we are so lean in Daytona this week and during Bike Week to motorcycles. A big thank you to the motorcycle uh, part of our program to Deland Motorsports. Uh, so proud to have them on board and uh, bringing us the two-wheel stuff, and we're going to have a lot more two-wheel stuff to talk about as we go. But, Randy, got to say big thanks to another great sponsor in Deland Motorsports for bringing us uh, the motorcycle part of this program. Well, this is, yeah, they, they, uh, they bring part of the program. They bring all the outdoor stuff that you use in your, uh, you know, lawns and gardens and the maintenance and all that. They've got all that stuff. Um, They've got some big tractors down there too, man. Um, so I, I'd encourage you to go. Um, it's a cool place to go into. I, I get, I go in there, like I've said this many times, you know, to buy one thing and end up with four. And, um, uh, you know, that's, uh, so I ha- kind of have to pace myself. I can't go there often. I'm not sure they'd have anything left if I, if I went down <laughs> there a couple times a week. 
<laughs> those kind of stores are uh, very difficult to resist. They got so much cool stuff. And you know what, late Ray Santa, I bet you if you tell them you, you listen to Trackside and you hear their commercials on the Trackside program, they're going to treat you with some sort of honor. What do you think, Randy? Yeah, I think it'd be helpful to you. It'd be helpful to us. So, yeah, please tell them. <laughs> no doubt about that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move forward to the truck part of the program. The tough trucks of NASCAR are next up on the agenda, presented by Aaron Delgado and Associates. With over 110 combined years of experience in criminal defense and personal injury, Aaron Delgado and Associates takes pride in vigorously representing clients in various challenging legal situations within the community. Now, let's go trucking. Well, Randy, speaking of trucks, and uh, we just talked a little bit about Atlanta, how about some TV ratings? I hope the rest of the media is listening. If you're not, listen up. The truck yeah. series tallied 914,000 viewers, up 13% to uh, compared to last year's truck race at Atlanta. Randy, that's that's a big increase. That's big time. It tells us that there are more and more fans coming aboard uh, to join us in the excitement of our, our favorite sport, and that's NASCAR. Well, I mean, we, we've been saying this, you know, uh, the, 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 some of the reporters, they love, I don't understand why, why it's considered news to, to, to speak ill or bad. Um, you know, and, and, and frankly, when they were, a lot of these guys, when they were doing it, they were just wrong. Um, and, and it's the, and if it's, what's interesting to me is what you just said, 13% increase in TV ratings and nobody, it's just, it's just like, yeah, okay, you know, it's, it's no big deal, right? Uh, but but, right. but if it was a decrease in two percent, the world would be ending. The truck, the truck series was no good, and you know, blah 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 blah, all that stuff. And you know, it's and I. By the way, I, I do want to thank the likes of Tony Stewart and some of those people for being so critical of the truck series and how hard they race and the, the wrecks that they're caused. And uh, because what he's done is he's he's helped get a lot of eyes on the sport because of the things he said. Now, I don't think that was his intention. Um, but once we get to the Cup Series conversation, we can talk about a lap, uh, I mean, a wreck on lap one with 16 cars. And I'm, I'm not sure. Should we, well, those guys don't know how to drive either? I don't know. But anyway, there's my, there you go. That's me being that's a dad. Your two, like, that's your, that's your two cents that. worth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, let's go ahead and kick them one more time, and we'll go ahead and talk the Xfinity uh, ratings before we get into the truck part of it. Though, so let's look at Xfinity. One million one hundred ninety thousand. This is just viewers. This is just TV, folks. Okay, that's an increase of its of seventeen percent, Randy. Yeah. So na 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 na. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, but but the, I think this, the, the sad part of the media is that once again um, that's buried. That's not a top, that's not a that's not a lead story, right? It's it's uh, whereas as I said, if it was a one or two percent decrease year over year, it would be top of mind, and everybody be fussing and be carrying on, and they'd be they'd be uh, picking on the sport and people that are in the sport and. No, the sport's successful, so we're just going to, well, we can't, it doesn't fit our narrative, so we're not going to talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I guess we get what we, what we expect from the media. Meanwhile, looking at uh, the truck series and some news there, um, KBM is suing Rev Racing. As we yeah. know, there was a big sale there from KBM to Rev Racing uh, for non payment. Per the agreement, they owe $325,000 plus over $40,000 in interest. So we'll, we'll follow that for you, not in the main part of our program to, to get into this because it's a lawsuit, but you hate to see things like this going on. But, Randy, when you when you shake hands and do a deal, you got to do what you said you're going to do. Am I right? Yeah, it's not only shaking hands and, and doing what you say you're going to do, but it's 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 the, the pen to paper, and um, it's pretty tough to refute. Those, those agreements. I mean, I've seen several of them and I don't, I didn't see this one, so I can't speak to it. And I'm not sure what Rev Racing's position is going to be that, um, that gives them the idea that they didn't have to pay. Um, I, I don't know, but yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I hate that it's, that this is part of the conversation, right? I mean, I, the Rev Racing people are, 
I know, and um, I haven't asked the question. Don't really probably want to be involved, um, but I'm a little, I'm a little surprised that it's that it's going on. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's disappointing, no doubt about that. And before we move on, my wife has suggested that I have a cognitive test uh, because <laughs> speaking of jumping. <laughs> Well, it ain't funny. What's the matter with you, man? You're supposed to be on my side after 15 years on this program. Anyway, yeah. uh, jumping up and down on couches, uh, as I said in the truck race, uh, I am, uh, and I think deservedly so, a big fan of Kyle Bush, And I believe that's his 65th truck win, as I said in the earlier report. And to see him in the number seven uh, car that he doesn't own, win like that is a big deal. And, of course, we're going to talk – cup and everything that happened there but uh i i'm a big fan of course a big fan of rcr and glad to see kyle with him but i just uh, he's such a race car driver and i just can't help but cheer for him randy well and you just all you gotta do is watch i mean I, I watched the way he drove and um you know he and daniel were around each other the whole race um yep it was they were back and forth and i watched i watched and i saw where he was fast and um you know, and what he tried to do and where he tried to race. And, uh, so yeah, there's, there's no argument. I don't think anybody can argue about the level of his talent. It is, um, it's, it's incredible. Honestly, it's very incredible. Uh, and you know, I, I can tell you where he won the race. There's no doubt about where he won the race and no doubt, and, no doubt, uh, but he, he's good. You're right. I mean, he's, he's, he's a, he's a something to watch for sure. Did you uh, happen to catch uh, Daniel Dye in the truck race? Give give uh, Kyle a little pat on the rear end. No, I didn't see that. Yes, no. he, I watched the tape a few times, and Daniel gave him just a little push. And <laughs> again, I'm so proud of Daniel. Anyway, we got to get moving on. But HendrickCars.com expands partnership with Rajan Caruth, which I know we're we're fans of Rajan and Spire Motorsports. Uh, they have decided to sign on for all of the races in the season. They had previously signed up for 10, and uh, Hendrick Cars is going to be on Rajan Caruth's truck with Spire Motorsports for the entire uh, racing season in the truck series. That's cool news. Well, I'm, good. I'm glad for Rajan because he, uh, he, as I said before, I, I like him. He's a good person. Um, he's very respectful, very polite, uh, very courteous. You know, I mean, I, I think uh, he's he's needs to be a little bit more careful about some of the things he does on the racetrack, uh, and we talked about that last week. Um, but but Raja is one of those guys. He's always learning. He's never he's never got to a stage where he um, he he thinks he's he's arrived. He's he's he works hard. He works hard off the racetrack. He works hard in the car. Um, and, uh, I, I, I'm glad to see that they don't have to worry about, um, whether that truck is going to be funded for, you know, the remaining 20, let's see, 21 races that we've got, got in front of us. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'd be certainly proud to have Hendrick cars on my, on my truck. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, real quickly, Bubba Wallace had a nice conversation with Rajan over last week and giving him some advice. And, uh, Randy, again, we're not talking cup right now, but it seems to me, Bubba, Wallace is a completely different uh, guy behind the wheel this year, too. So just just thinking out loud right there. Well, I think, um, you know, Raja had a really good race in Atlanta. Um, you know, it's a tough place to pass. He worked hard. Uh, he finished one spot ahead of Daniel. And, uh, you know, and he, and he ran a clean race. So, um that, that, that was that was really really good. Uh, I think um, uh, you, you know the Cup Series. Um, you can tell which I know we're going to get there, but wow, what a great what a great what a great race! Uh, <laughs> no and, doubt, no doubt. Yeah, something else. Before we take a break, one more uh, listen up, media. Soda Sense has extended its partnership with Thor Racing, becoming a primary partner of Ty Majeski's number ninety eight Ford F one fifty for multiple races in 2024, starting at Bristol. So another company that I personally had not heard of uh, is uh, is going to be big time in the uh, truck series uh, with the great young driver in the 98.4 with uh, Ty Majeski. So another good one, another new one, another big uh, big plus for NASCAR. 
We're going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen, come back and get into Xfinity Series. Introducing the all-new tractor and outdoor power equipment section at DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors. Now you can gear up for your outdoor projects with premium brands like Bobcat, Massey Ferguson, Shindaiwa, Echo, and more. Need a powerful lawnmower for that perfectly manicured lawn? They've got it. How about a rugged tractor to tackle those big projects? DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors has you covered. And let's not forget the Lawn and Garden Center with everything from weed whackers to chainsaws. Commercial or residential, DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors has the goods to keep you moving. So why settle for ordinary when you can have extraordinary? Visit DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors today at their new location and explore the thrilling world of outdoor power equipment. DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors, where the thrill of the ride meets the power of the great outdoors. Your journey begins here. Hi folks, Bill Gallagher with SolarFit here. Have you ever thought about utilizing solar power for your home or business? Well, there's never been a better time to plug into the sun and stop renting electricity. How would you like to let your roof start paying you each month? Give us a call at 445-7606, that's 445-7606, or visit us at SolarFit.com and set yourself free. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. Welcome back to Trackside as we now take a look under the hood in the NASCAR Xfinity Series presented by Daytona's Garage. Daytona's Garage offers more than just standard dealership customization. They provide a comprehensive range of services for personalizing and enhancing cars, Jeeps, and trucks of any make and model, focusing on both aesthetics and performance with affordability. Reliable service. Now, back to Terry and Randy. All right, folks, lots of good news in Xfinity. Randy, I was very impressed, and again, talking uh, RCR with the number two, Jesse Love, uh, takes the first and second stage in that particular race. Randy, I believe he had it won, and I don't, I forget the count of how many cars ran out of fuel, including Haley Deegan uh, with two laps to go there. But Jesse Love, uh, what, what's, what's the word, commanded the Xfinity race in the number two RCR Chevrolet? Yeah, no doubt. You know, um, I, I think uh, Jesse's a good, he's a good racer. Um, you know, and, and making the transition right from Arca to Xfinity, there's no no different kind of vehicle in between, which is the truck. Um, and there's no doubt about how good the RCR equipment is, no doubt what, whatsoever. So we're happy for him. He and Daniel are buddies, by the way. And, uh, you know, Jesse was very happy for, for Daniel winning the pole at the truck series. Uh, and, uh, you know, congratulations to him. I, you know, I, I got to say, I think one of those, and I probably, there'd probably be a lot of people who would argue this point, but, you know, these guys generally manage their their pit stops to the number to the number of laps in the race, and and I I always I hate the fact that this race was decided with people running out of fuel. Um, I, I'm of the opinion that probably if if NASCAR by rule is going to extend the race past the advertised limit. Then the, uh, I just tell you my perspective is that I think they should be able to, all the cars should be able to come down pit road without losing their position mm-hmm. and top off one time. You get, you, you, you can put as much fuel in as you want all the way to full if you want. So if that means that, because you, you remember they could run multiple, um, attempts at a green-white checker, so long as the white flag hasn't been displayed. So my my opinion is, if you freeze the field, the moment you decide you're going to go to overtime, then you bring everybody down pit road, scoring has, the, has it, you go back out, line them up, the way they came, the way that they uh, finished the last lap, you, fill, you, you put fuel in if you want, none if you don't, but you're going to line up your choice. If you want to give up the position, you know, if, if there's guys who decide to stay out, 
that's fine. But if you pit, you'll get an opportunity to pit, and then you can you you can you get your position back, except for those who choose not to pit. You follow what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. And, and so, so in other words, if the if the third car out of the top five chose not to pit, he would be the leader, and everybody else would fall in behind him the way that the the, the way that they were lined up before that came out. So the first place guy would be second, and the, the third place guy or second place right. guy would be third, and so on and so on and so forth. So. I just I don't like the idea that these guys run out, they run out of gas they lose the race by running out of gas on a uh, beautiful beautiful on a, yeah on an overtime yeah that's that's something's got to be done right there with that many cars and you know we don't no one knows the absolute outcome of any race anything can happen but that to me definitely decided the race there's no doubt about that and a lot of a lot of people disappointed but as we well know. Uh, NASCAR is really good about seeing an issue and, and taking care of it. So we'll wait to see what happens and uh, and go from there. But anyway, congratulations to Jesse Love. He looked fantastic in the number two RCR. Uh, Xfinity, talking uh, Hendrick, adds the 17 back to the Xfinity series. And uh, check this out. Byron will run uh, Phoenix, Darlington, Pocono, and Watkins Glen. Larson, Coda, and Chicago. Elliott, Charlotte, uh, Charlotte and Darlington in the fall, Bowman at Loudon, and our, our good buddy said at uh, Sonoma. So 17 is going to be back out there. Uh, the rules have changed, so we got uh, Cup drivers driving Xfinity again. That's going to be some excitement right there, and I think a good move. What do you say? Well, the other thing it does is it keeps you driving uh, for your your Cup team owner instead of going off and doing these one-offs and and stuff getting messed up and you're going skiing and getting a broken leg. And <laughs> if you're busy racing, yeah. you probably, you, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's I kind do. of a, that's part of the consideration. Well, and, and as you said, uh, we'll just, we'll just talk Chase Elliott real quickly in the broken leg and other issues, because uh, when you got uh, high strung athletes and you give them time on their hands, they could get into trouble. Uh, <laughs> and if not, if, if you got them racing, that makes a lot of difference and creates more excitement in the Xfinity Series, no doubt, and great experience for the for the young drivers in the Xfinity Series too. Man, I know it's going to be a shocker to you, but we'll, let's talk. We got some penalties to talk about in the Cup, but we're, uh, we're in Xfinity. So, uh, SS Greenlight Racing crew chief Jason Miller was suspended for the next two NASCAR Xfinity Series, uh, including, of course, Las Vegas and Phoenix. Miller is the crew chief for JJ Yaley in the fourteen and was found in violation of section blah, blah, blah. Uh, and what he did is he he went and tracked down uh, the driver, another driver who didn't uh, like what happened to, to J.J. on the track, Kyle Weatherman, and, uh, well, he just busted him. <laughs> and so he's, uh, he's getting penalized right there. I mean, NASCAR kind of looks aside when two drivers might, might uh, you know, push and shove and hit each other, et cetera. But a crew chief going and uh, pulling the driver out and doing this is, is a bit, I'm surprised it's not a, uh, a greater penalty than this. Well, it's, it's very interesting. And I think that the, the challenge, in my opinion, for, for NASCAR and, and these kinds of things is always to figure out, well, what, who, what, when, where, you know, and, and, it, and it's really, I think what they're, what they try to do anymore is not really get into the why. Um, but, but just understand that you're not, you're not going to tolerate a crew chief going and getting after a driver. Um, you know, but, but I will also say it's very tough to take when their history is, has been, as you know, um, have at it, boys. And, um, and so I don't know, there's this sort of, there's an ebb and flow on this one for me. I've seen it all too many times where, um, Hey, they get, they, they go duke it out and it doesn't matter really who it is. Uh, and then there's, and then there's times like this are going, no, 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 I can't do it like that. So little, still a little tough to follow the bouncing ball because it doesn't always bounce straight. Uh, 
Yeah, I guess you're exactly right. It doesn't ever, it doesn't always bounce straight. I like that one. That's a, that's a good analogy. All right, I wish we had a drum roll for this one because going to cup and let's go to our <laughs> cup series. Universe presents conversation about the NASCAR Cup Series, the pinnacle in auto racing. Just like Cup, Universe is also the leader of the pack as the uniform and facility service experts. Let's go back to our hosts, Randy and Terry. All right. So listen up again, media. You got lots of news for you this week. Uh, Fox Sports says Sunday's viewership at Atlanta for the Cup Series race was 4,464,000 visitors, which was up. Are you ready, Randy? 33% over last year's race at Atlanta. Uh, I think the super speedway configuration certainly made a difference, uh, but lots of other factors. It just it just shows us clearly that we, we've got lots of new fans pouring into the racetrack and on their couches watching these races, Randy. And as we said earlier, I can't remember a better race than the one we just witnessed at Atlanta uh, with the 12, the 8, and Daniel Suarez. I mean, within tenths of seconds, I think .003 is uh, uh, how he won over uh, the 12 with Ryan Blaney. Uh, Just amazing, the the entire race. And, And what Kyle Busch did, the driving he did, all those guys, it's just like they were different race car drivers all of a sudden it was precision it okay. was exciting yeah. the fans were on their feet most of the race wow well it, it was exciting they raced their tails off the three four wide I mean, the whole time i mean it was it was unbelievable honestly and I, I will tell you this i believe ryan blaney wins that race if kyle bush is in the middle and it it it, it Pulled, held Ryan Blaney back a little bit, and I don't mean he didn't block him. I'm just talking about what the effect of the air has on on uh, on the car, and I and I think that was, um, you know, that was the that was the, the difference maker. But wow, what a finish! You know, there's probably 50 years worth of uh, photographs, yeah, digital marketing, uh, <laughs> you know, YouTube. Uh, just, I mean, it's there's uh, that's the closest finish in NASCAR history. I, you said three one thousandths of a second between Suarez and and uh, Blaney. I had heard that. I had heard it was it showed up as zero point zero 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 zero. There was no measurable time measurable difference between the finish, but obviously this photo finish had. Um, <laughs> Daniel Suarez winning the race. Yeah, here, here's my press release right here, Randy, so I can read it exactly. Suarez taking the checkered flag 0.003 seconds ahead of runner-up Ryan Blaney with 0.007 seconds. And then he only cleared Bush by 0.07 seconds. So, oh, my gosh, man. Like you said, history-making, and thank goodness for a photo finish right there. We'd have been scratching our head and lots of arguments and people hitting each other in the mouth and everything else. (laughs) Well, you know, it kind of reminds me of the very first Daytona 500 when um, I think it was Lee Petty, Richard Petty, and I believe it was Johnny Bochamp. I have to go back there and look. But they they didn't decide it until Monday Monday morning, the next day. Exactly. Exactly. That's almost like our elections. Anyway. Yep. (laughs) All right, so uh, shocking news here. We're, we're not we're not quite finished. I know this is not going to be believable for you because you've tried to convince me that over the years that these guys had learned their lesson and there would be no more penalties. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Joey Logano uh, has on some gloves. They're webbed. They almost look like a baseball glove, Randy. And going back and looking at tapes and qualifying for the Daytona 500, you can see Logano sticking the glove out the window of the car. So uh, NASCAR's gone back to take a look at that, and now he has uh, and he he did win the pole for that race. So uh, he's been fine. He had to start in the back. He had to dri- had a drive through penalty, and it's been fined ten thousand dollars for that one. 
Um, so, uh, interesting that they thought they might be able to get away with that. I mean, if I'm the driver, having a different pair of gloves on is going to be a little weird for me, but uh, we have it on camera, him sticking his hand out with the webbed gloves and the qualifying for the Daytona 500. Randy? Well, I, I think NASCAR's, um, I think they made a mistake. Um, they made a mistake by giving him a fine. You know, you have to present your safety equipment at inspection. So you got to have a Hans device. You got to have a helmet. You got to have, um, you know, your uniform. All these things have a SFI. Uh, so in other words, that's the fire protection dates are on them. The belts mm-hmm. in the car are all part of the safety protocol. If, if he presented something and, and it was not, and then he did use something else, then that's his fault. If he, if he presented something and nobody said anything, then that's their fault. If he, if he presented just his helmet and his shoes or his helmet and his uniform or his helmet and his Hans device and they didn't check, that's their fault. So I don't know, man. I'm not sure I'm ready to say, uh, this is on Joey Logano. Clearly, I mean, it, it, it didn't meet it did, apparently, it didn't meet uh, specifications, but why weren't they looking before? That's my question. Or did he believe? Did he change? Did he present something and then change it? If that's the case, then he deserves everything he got. Well, and I, another quick question for you, because we have uh, on on film in uh, qualifying for the Daytona 500 with those gloves. Did he wear them in the Daytona 500? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, just I don't saying. know. <laughs> just saying. Yep. Uh, well, he probably won't be wearing them anymore. And I probably not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and moving on, uh, Randy, I'm sorry, but there's some more penalties, and really shocking that uh, Stuart Haas Racing would be involved in penalties. But the number 10, uh, Noah Gregson, and the number 41, Ryan Priest, uh, had uh, non-approved roof air deflectors. Uh, these were not a, a uh, manufacturer-supplied part, by the way. These were uh, built by the teams. They are assessed with the loss of 30, each driver, uh, the loss of 35 driver points and 35 owner points. Randy, these are L1 penalties again for shr so uh i believe ryan priest is like minus six in points and uh, gregson is zero i might have those switched but come on man what what are we thinking with that stuart house racing what what are they after last year and everything else what are they gonna what are they doing the same thing (laughs) (laughs) you're not helping randy you're not (laughs) (laughs) they're obviously (sighs) And they obviously are thinking that they can keep getting away with stuff. I don't know, man. I just uh, that's a heck of a heck of a, uh, a ditch to put yourself in after the first couple races. Uh, yeah, I mean zero and minus six, minus six. That isn't very good in the standings, Randy. That's just no, that, that that's that's a tough hole to dig out of, right there, buddy. Yep. Yeah, I mean that that really reflects on your whole daggone season there, in my opinion. But, but there, it is what it is. Moving right along, let's get to some positive stuff. And Joe Gibbs Racing gets uh, an extended partnership uh, with you know uh, an organization we saw in the Super Bowl. Um, it is a pro-Christian organization called He Gets Us, and uh, they've expanded sponsorship uh, ten total races in the Xfinity series to include uh, the season with the cup series. So uh, Joe Gibbs, we know what kind of guy he is. And, um, you know, there's been lots of pros and cons about the, he gets his commercials and so on and so forth. I personally like to see in any way we can promote Christ as, as a positive and go in the right direction, but this is a big time uh, uh, sponsorship and we're going to see both uh, in the cup and the Xfinity series. So good stuff. Yeah, and, and Eric Almirola is going to drive, I think, those ten races in the Xfinity Series. So, so yes, and, and Eric right. is is a true believer, and he 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 talks about it in his normal conversation. So, um, I think that's a good partnership, and uh, and uh, very cool to hear, and look forward to seeing Eric, and hopefully he does really well with it, and uh, and he's a great representative for sure. 
Roger that. No doubt about it. We got to fly through some more really quickly. Uh, Jimmy Johnson headlines the West Coast Stock Car Motorsports Hall of Fame. Uh, there's there's five going to be inducted in that class right there of 2024. And then lastly, we move to the rumors section of our uh, program. That is brought to you by Space Coast Credit Union. Uh, the silly season rumors, and I'm going to call this one sheer stupidity, Randy. The Atlantic or the Athletic is reporting that Dale Earnhardt Jr. will leave NBC to move to Amazon Prime and Warner Brothers Discovery Sports, not expected to work for NBC this season. Dale has come out and said he'd love to stay with the NBC family. He loved being in the booth. He does a fantastic job. But what in the world, as we run out of time, Randy, you've got enough time for your your thought on it. What are they thinking? I mean, oh, my gosh, he does such a good job and such a personality that everybody loves. Well, Amazon's getting into the sport, and uh, and the Warner Brothers uh, will be huge uh, in the sport in 2025. And so, um, you know, uh, you need somebody that's recognized all across, all around the world. So, so it may be just a deal that is just too good that, for Dale to Dale Jr. to pass up, um, I I don't know. I, I, interesting, but uh, I just, from my perspective, I hope that he's a broadcaster in the sport somewhere somehow because he he adds a, a great a great insight into any race that he calls on on TV. No doubt about it. Well, anything Dale Jr. attempts, he's going to be good at. Everybody loves him, and I hate to see this because he did express. The fact that he'd love to stay with NBC, but they just never did come to an agreement. And so now we have this. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We so appreciate you being with us on Friday nights right here on Trackside. And we'll see you next week. See you the race track, everybody. And with the checkered flag waving, we're wrapping up this week's edition of Trackside. Fear not, race fans, because we'll be back next week. Proudly presented by document technologies tune in for a fresh new episode packed with engaging interviews captivating conversations and all the exhilarating moments you've come to expect until then keep the racing spirit alive and we'll see you next time on trackside